let's talk about the SPAC market and of course its connection to the electrification of our energy grid and importantly vehicles as well. A big focus, the latest Voltus after announcing a merger will be coming to a public market near you. Greg Dixon is joining us, co-founder and chief executive officer at Voltus. Greg, thanks for being here this morning. Good morning, Oliver. Thanks for having us. Introduce your company to us as a green energy, distributed energy resource software platform. That's a lot. So what do you do? Yeah, so you can think of us as the Airbnb of the electricity grid. When you think Perfect. about Airbnb, yeah, it's, it's easy for everybody to understand when putting those terms. Airbnb connects underutilized apartments to folks that want to make use of them and pays those apartment owners for the utilization of an underutilized asset. We do the same for the electric grid, but for millions of distributed energy resources like electric vehicles, solar plus storage, that electricity markets desperately need right now to come to market to solve some of our challenges associated with climate change. Okay, maybe my mind now is too attached to that very good illustration of Airbnb, but I'm thinking about the physical nature of the energy grid. How do you take energy that's not being used up somewhere and give it to something that needs it? Do they have to be geographically close? They don't. In fact, this is the power of distributed energy resources. When you think about uh, the power of a network and internetworking devices to deliver a certain service, this is really the essence of what we call DERs is all about. So for instance, if you have a smart thermostat, a Wi-Fi enabled thermostat, of which there are 50 million in the United States alone, controlling that amount of power demand equates to about 50,000 megawatts of power, almost the amount of power needed to uh, deliver for all of New England and New York consumers by uh, leveraging the power of the internet and these interconnected distributed energy resources, we can deliver incredible value to grids that need it and actually pay customers who own these DDRs to participate in democratizing the grid. Okay, so when you have clients or customers like Home Depot, for example, uh, as one of the customers that you uh, use as an example, Coca-Cola as well, um, for these, and when I envision a commercial enterprise like a Home Depot, do they own their energy grid and they're buying your software or are you selling your software to an energy provider or a utility company that provides the power for a Home Depot store or something? Yes. To both, hmm. uh, we're actually paying somebody like Home Depot to connect our technology to their distributed energy resources. It could be energy storage at their stores, okay. plus solar on their roofs, plus building management system, uh, load flexibility. That runs through our cloud-based platform and then can be utilized by electricity grids to balance supply and demand. Ah. So we pay Home Depot to actually use our product, which is a pretty unique part of our business model, and electric grids pay us to bring those DERs to market through our technology platform. I see. So um, are you at any point uh, taking ownership of energy from a, a, a commodity standpoint, uh, is, or is this basically information that you're selling, data that you're selling to the energy provider? Yeah, it's really a super light technology software model. We don't own the assets. 
Okay. And we don't actually take title to electricity. Okay. We're simply a networking technology that brings it all together, orchestrates these millions of DERs. Ah, and so from the software standpoint, is uh, is this something that these energy companies uh, will want to have built on their own? They didn't have this, and you're providing that service. It seems like, uh, but uh, are there partnerships? Are there is there a potential big energy company that might say, "Hey, we want your data to ourselves, so you don't give it away to our competitors"? Yeah, of course. So the. One of the aspects of our model that's so valuable is that we're building one of the biggest energy data lakes in the world that has a tremendous amount of value to lots of stakeholders, right? It could be very valuable to Home Depot to benchmark their store energy consumption, for instance. It could be very valuable to the local utility uh, to understand how their consumers in their service territory are making use of energy throughout the day and how to optimize that. It, it has really many purposes on how you can kind of force multiply the technology. Now, the company valued at roughly $1.3 billion pro forma equity after the SPAC deal. Talk to me about some of the numbers. Is the expense right now from a sales perspective where you're going to these businesses and saying, uh, hey, you need to use our software. So is it about hiring people? Uh, what are you going to use this money for once you go public? What do you need to spend on? Yeah, so there's three three uses of proceeds. First and foremost, it's lather, rinse, repeat of a proven growth model. And that really means building out our team, more salespeople, more software engineers, and more product in existing markets. The second is to capture these new technology DER partners. So when you think about those types of partners, you think of, a, let's say, a Google Nest and the tens of millions of Wi-Fi thermostats that are out there. or electric vehicles that are coming online and you know by the droves and millions all of those resources can be interconnected through our uh, networking platform and we need to invest in those relationships to capture those DERs and then of course the third is taking the show on the road every international market every grid needs the value of DERs today Okay, Greg, uh, in terms of uh, growth and what investors should expect, can you give us an idea what that proven growth model is turning out right now, year-over-year -year sales or ballpark, uh, single, double digits, triple? What are we talking here? Yeah, so, you know, we've been traditionally growing at triple-digit rates. We wow. effectively had no revenue in 2017. Okay. Uh, we're we're projecting 42 million in 2021. We're projecting a little more than 170 million in 2023 and over 500 million in uh, 2025. Okay, Greg, really looking forward to following along with the business. Super interesting. Thanks for laying it out for us. Congratulations. Thanks, Oliver. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Sure thing, looking forward to more. Greg Dixon, co-founder and chief executive officer at Voltus. After the SPAC deal, we'll be publicly traded. We'll keep our eyes on the timing and we will, of course, circle back once those earnings start kicking off. Thanks again to Mr. Dixon joining us from Voltus.